Hey everyone, Art Burns here. Hope you're all having a great day today. So, as you know, I talk a lot about acceptance in these videos and in this podcast, wherever it is that you're seeing me on social media, whatever. I talk about acceptance a lot because in my view and in my experience, acceptance, the ability to just accept what is happening as it's happening, right? Which does not mean, as I said, I try to be very careful to say this every time, that this does not mean surrender, right? This does not mean just uh, acquiescence to the, the situation that we're in, right? But, but just the ability to accept what it is that's happening, right? It sets us up with a uh, sort of positive mental state, right? Which, which kind of releases us from the aversion that we might have, right? Like, so, so no, this wasn't supposed to happen to me today, right? Like when we get into that mental state, the only thing that's gonna come out of that are emotions that are going to cause us, you know, not only to not feel good, but also are going to direct us and motivate us to decisions and actions which are going to prevent us from showing up fully to our lives and going to prevent us from really fulfilling what it is ultimately that is truly uh, you know, important for us, right? And so that's why acceptance is really, really important. And, and that's everything from uh, uh, you know, your child spilling a bowl of cereal uh, to, to getting stuck in a traffic jam to, to even you know, the big stuff in life, right? There's nothing in life that we can't just accept for what it is, right? Now, again, this doesn't mean that we're not changing things. It doesn't mean that we're not working to make things better and to improve things, right? In fact, it is only when we can accept the things that are going on, right? That, you know, accept the fact that the, the cereal is spilled even though you have a, a business call starting in 30 seconds, right? Like, you know, you know, as much as you're gonna feel the anxiety and the, the rage <laughs> at the fact that the cereal spilled, and you might act out of that aversion that you're having to this cereal spilling, it's not gonna unspill the cereal, right? And the more you can be present and, and be accepting of it, the quicker you're gonna get it cleaned up, the, the sooner, the, the less late you're gonna be for your business call, and when you show up to that business call, you are going to show up, you, the, the exciting and, and creative and dynamic person that you are is going to show up for that business meeting. Not the stressed out parent who wants to tear his, his or her hair out of her head, right? Because that's probably not gonna be the best way to show up to a business meeting, right? So that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about, right? But now on the other side of the coin from acceptance is another really, really important aspect of, you know, a really important gateway to our own mental well-being, and that is letting go, okay? As much as we, we you know, kind of push away in aversion the negative things that happen to us in our lives, right? We, we push away the flat tires, the, the traffic jams, the, the inconveniences of spilled cereals, and the, and the you know, the, the looking in the refrigerator and seeing that, you know, we don't have, you know, grape jelly, you know, when our kids are screaming for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right? This kind of stuff, as much as we, we, we have a hard time accepting Right? And we kind of have this aversion towards these, you know, kind of inconvenient aspects of our lives, right? We also have a way of, of clinging to the ideas, 
clinging to the 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 positivity clinging to the the goals clinging to the the successes that we have in our lives right so we cling to things that are you know and this kind of comes from what we were talking about last week with the ego right you know we have a certain way that we feel our kids need to be in order for us to be that successful parent that we think we're supposed to be right we but we're defining that success based on off, oftentimes based on this sort of you know transgenerational you know information and and the the information we were given as young young children right which you know, bless our, you know, parents or not, right? I mean, I don't know how you grew up, whether you grew up with nurturing parents who were really trying to do their best, or you were growing up with parents who were maybe neglectful and not really on top of their parenting game, right? And, and you know, we've all kind of have, you know, the, the, the span of the, the range of that is, is available to everyone, right? There's just somebody on every part of that spectrum. So wherever you were in that though, that training that that training you received that programming that you received is not something that's conscious right it's something that was you know unconscious right but yet we have this strong feeling to cling to that right so then when we find that our children are not you know playing their role then we're going to have this sort of emotional response to that which again is going to put us into a place of negative emotions in in the fear end of the spectrum right and in that fear end of the spectrum we're going to pull ourselves away from really showing up with our kids and for our kids, right? And of course, this is just one of many examples, right? You can have the same kind of, um, you know, clinging aspect to, to feeling like, well, unless I have a certain amount of money in the bank account, I am not a successful person. Unless I have a certain, um, you know, love life, I am not a successful person. Unless I have a certain amount of friends, I am not a successful person. A certain amount of, you know, followers, if I put a Facebook post and I don't get X amount of likes, then I'm a failure, right? These are all ways in which we, we cling to certain ideas, right? And when we can learn to let go of those, the same way we learn to accept these things, we learn to, you know, the, the traffic jam and the cereal spill and all this stuff that, that happens in our lives because that's what life is, right? Life is about inconvenience, right? And this is where John Kabat-Zinn says, you know, we use life as the curriculum, right? Like we can learn from all these experiences, right? When the cereal spills, we can practice accepting it and see what happens when we do. Right, and so letting go is no different from that. Right, letting go of the of the the concepts that we have and the the sort of um, you know oftentimes egoic centered kind of concepts that we have about how life is supposed to be. Well, then we can free ourselves from this this level of fear and this level of resentment that comes from the fear or anger or, or whatever it is, it's going to blossom from those negative emotions. And, and in releasing that, now we're here, right? We're present. And again, just like we're not gonna be that person with the hair pulling out, showing up to a business meeting, right? we're not going to be this person full of forlorn and 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 you know just disappointment and shame and and anguish showing up to read to our kids at night right and therefore or or showing up to a meeting or showing up to a friend to, who who needs us or, or showing up to a, a dinner you know a date 
right? Where we're going to show who we really are, right? Instead of, of showing up with this, you know, th this forlorn and, and, you know, kind of, you know, disappointed person, right? Filled with shame and grief and, and anguish, right? That's not very attractive, right? You're not going to attract good things into your life as walking around like that, right? You're going to attract good things in your life if you show up as you, right? So as much as you're going to accept and show up as you, you're going to let go and show up as you too, right? And that's the important part of this, right? That's the key here, right? And again, life will give us plenty of opportunities, right? <laughs> as many, you know, spilled cereal bowls there are, there are also so many opportunities during the day to, to check in and say like, okay, this thing that I'm, you know, having this kind of, uh, you know, attachment to, this clinging to, is it real? And what happens if I just decide to just let it go, right? Now, speaking of John Kabat-Zinn, who's one of my favorite mindfulness teachers ever and has written, like, just some amazing books, and he's, like, the, he's really um, one of the people who is the gateway to me learning everything that I talk to you all about. So I cannot recommend highly enough uh, going out and getting a book by John Kabat-Zinn. Any one of them will do. Um, uh, Wherever You Go, There You Are is a great one. Uh, Full Catastrophe Living, if you're interested in some of the science behind this. Um, but even something like this little book he has, Mindfulness for Beginners, it's like an 80-page book, you know, like four or five paragraphs per chapter. It's so, such a simple book, but so profound. I, I really strongly recommend anything. Even go on YouTube and just check him out. But anyway, <laughs> he has this great story that I remember him telling at one point um, that says that, um, that in India, they have this way of, of catching monkeys, right? Now, I'm not for catching monkeys. I think we should leave the monkeys alone. But anyway, people in India need to catch these monkeys. Whatever they're doing with the monkeys, I don't know. And again, that's not the, the point of this is not condone catching monkeys, but it's a really fascinating story as it applies to letting go, okay? Apparently, the way they do this is they take a, a coconut shell, right? And they drill a little hole in the coconut shell. It is big enough for the monkey to stick his hand into, right? And then they nail that, that coconut shell to a tree and they stick a banana inside, right? Monkey comes along, reaches into the, you know, he can smell the banana in there. It smells delicious. So he reaches his hand in and he grabs the, the, the banana, not the piano, the banana. And you know, again, the, the hole is small enough, is, is big enough for him to get his paw in like this, but not big enough for it to get out like that, right? And apparently these poor monkeys, you know, they have such a hard time, you know, letting go of that banana that the people who are, you know, hunting them can just come over and just stick them in a bag and that's it, right? You're done, right? Like, and, and all the monkey has to do is to let go of the banana, and he will be free. But instead, the monkey can't let go of the banana, right? The monkey is clinging to the idea of this banana. It is so delicious, and it is so, you know, but this, of course, we know that, that where monkeys live, bananas are growing everywhere, right? <laughs> like, there's plenty of bananas to go around, right? But yet the monkey refuses to let this banana go right? And that's a real strong metaphor for how we feel about things, right? Like, like we're afraid 
to let go of this concept of, of how we're supposed to parent. We're afraid to let go of, of you know, th this concept of having this certain amount of money or this certain kind of car or this certain kind of whatever it is that we're clinging to, right? We're, we're, we're afraid to let go of these things because, you know, because again, the reason why we have these notions in the beginning, in the first place, is because we were programmed based on, you know, how much money our parents had in the bank, what kind of car our parents drove when we were little, you know, how our parents related to each other, right? So in a lot of cases, you know, sometimes we're actually clinging to very negative aspects of life, right? So for instance, you know, I personally, I'm always willing to share my stories here, right? And I personally grew up in a home where my parents were fighting all the time. Right? So I grew up with this notion that you have to fight your partner. You have to stand up for the things that, that you feel you deserve. Right? And if you don't, then you're somehow a failure. Right? Now, nobody ever sat me down and taught me this. Nobody ever told me that, okay, if you give up ground in a relationship, then this is what's going to happen. Right? And in fact, as I matured and, and thankfully I learned to let go of those concepts and develop my own understanding of what it means to be in a relationship, I found that it's quite opposite is true, right? Just like the monkey, there's probably a banana on a tree right over there, right? And so just as I grew up feeling that, that I had to, you know, be combative with my partner to make sure that I was getting what I needed in the relationship when I realized that by giving in the relationship and giving up some of the concepts that I had about what I'm supposed to get or how things are supposed to be, that that was the very thing that actually nourished the relationship, right? Like, like I had, you know, so 180 degrees wrong I had it that once I realized that, all of a sudden, you know, I was able to live inside this relationship as my authentic self, right? And once I was able to do that, guess what? My spouse was also able to start living as her authentic self. And now we have a marriage that is stronger than, you know, than any I could have ever imagined. Right. But in the beginning, you know, I've been married to my wife for, you know, we've been together for over 20 years now. So, so in the beginning, I was very much in that, 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 you know, sort of construct, my own little matrix of what I thought this relationship was supposed to be. And it was really damaging, right? It always was causing a lot of, you know, a lot of emotional distress for both of us, right? But once I was able to let go of it, right, let go of that concept. Right, but why didn't I do that in the first place, right? Because again, you're afraid of losing, right? You're afraid of coming up short. You're afraid of what the consequence is going to be if you don't do this thing that you think you're supposed to do, right? Letting go is having the, the sort of, you know, the sort of faith that whatever is gonna happen you know, if I can, if it happens with me being my authentic self and not basing what I'm supposed to be doing on all of this other stuff, well then, no matter what the outcome, it's going to be better, 
right? Just like, you know, being five minutes or three minutes late for a, a, a Zoom meeting with work because you had to clean up a bowl of cereal off the kitchen floor, right? So you're not just leaving it there so the dogs and the kids and everybody's just licking it off the floor, right? So, so, so taking the moment, accepting the fact that this happened and just getting down and cleaning it up without wringing your hands and stomping your feet and getting yourself into a place of stress, right? So when you are three minutes late for that Zoom meeting, you're showing up, you know, and everybody is accepting you because you have accepted yourself and because you are showing up as your authentic self, which is an awesome person, right? I know that about you. Even though I don't know you, I know that inside of you, deep inside of you, is an authentic, wonderful, dynamic person. And I know that be simply because you are a human being. And that's the way we are as human beings, right? We all have this capacity for, for just amazing ability if we are present, right? So maybe you show up with a, a fun little joke about the, the cereal and you get the whole room laughing right? You're not going to do that if you're showing up like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I had to clean up the cereal. Uh, um, I'm all, you know, panicked, right? So it's the same thing with letting go, right? If I can let go of these concepts that keep me locked in this fear, right? And keep me locked in this, this, this state of, of constant worry and, and, and the stress that ensues from that, right? If I can allow myself to let go of that, then I show up as my authentic self. And when I show up as my authentic self, I am by definition giving it the best that I possibly have, right? And it's more direct and it's more impactful and it's more genuine. And when we're genuine, we're beautiful. That's the thing, right? Because when we're genuine, we're allowing ourselves to be present we're allowing ourselves to, to, to flow with compassion, both for ourselves and for others. And that makes us beautiful. That makes us absolutely wonderful. Those are the wonderful human beings I'm talking about, right? If we can practice these things and we can maintain our sense and, 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 and status of well-being, well, then we are beautiful and we are successful and we are, you know, magnetic to those around us, right? No matter what that actually looks like, it is beautiful, it is magnetic, it is wholesome, it is healed, and it is authentic. And so I, you know, now, now again, how do we do this, right? Because this is, you know, just like acceptance. Acceptance is not easy, okay? It's simple, like many of the other things I talk about here, right? They're all simple, but they're not easy. Right? So how do you learn how to let go? Okay? Because it's not just, you know, a monkey sticking his hand into a coconut, right? Like we're letting go of these really, really heavy duty, um, you know, kind of, you know, programming that we've, you know, it's not our, it didn't start with us. We didn't invite this. We didn't, you know, create this for ourselves, right? It's been something that has been sort of indoctrinated into us, right? So how do we learn how to let go? Well, the easy, the most sort of simple approach to this is to play with the thought process, right? As you're, you know, whenever we're doing something, 
right? The way the mind works, and I teach a lot of people how to meditate formally, and you don't have to do formal meditation to necessarily learn how to let go, although formal meditation is a great and effective way to do it, but you can do it even while you're washing the dishes, right? While we're, you know, when we're doing things that we don't have to focus on, right, things that don't challenge us, and this is 95% of the things that we do in our lives, right? When we're driving our car, when we're washing dishes, brushing our teeth, taking a shower, cooking food, uh, eating food, drinking water, drinking coffee, you know, on and on and on. Like 95% of the things that you do every day are things that you don't have to think about, okay? So when you're doing those things that you don't have to think about, what are you thinking about, right? Generally speaking, what we're thinking about is, um, you know, troubles in our life, we're thinking about uh, deadlines, we're thinking about uh, shortcomings with our kids, we're thinking about worries about our kids, we're thinking about, you know, all those stuff that, that, that either, you know, <laughs> either are, are in that aversion that we have or the clinging that we have, right? That are rooted most of the time in these, these egocentric kind of, you know, patterns that we've developed, right? This, this, you know, view of the world the way it's supposed to be, right? And so we're all comparing where we're at to where we're supposed to be, right? And that's how generally the mind works, right? Because again, this is part of the sort of negativity bias that, that you know, that makes you notice the stuff in your life that is negative because your brain is simply trying to keep you alive. That's all it wants. And it knows that if it pays more attention to the negative aspects of your life, the same way it always has done, that the same result is likely to happen. We're alive today because of this and we'll be alive tomorrow because of it too, right? That's the way the brain kind of works and the nervous system with it, right? And so, so the way to practice letting go, right? While you're standing there at the dishes, you know, you're doing the dishes and you're, you know, uh, you know, start out with the intention that I'm going to do these dishes and I'm going to focus my attention on doing the dishes, right? Or doing the same with brushing the teeth, doing the same with driving. I'm going to pay attention to every turn I make. I'm going to pay attention to where my hands are. I'm gonna pay attention to my body. I'm gonna turn off the radio and I'm gonna really focus in on what I'm doing as I'm driving, right? And then when you find your mind is wandering off, right? And you realize that you're no longer, you know, holding on the, or paying attention to holding onto the steering wheel, just let go of those thoughts and bring your attention back to what you're doing. This is the same process we do with formal meditation, right? In formal meditation, we're getting into a posture, we're closing our eyes, and we're paying attention to the breath as it comes in and out of our bodies. And as we do that, and we find our mind wandering, just noticing the mind wandering, and then bringing our attention back to our breath, okay? It's not stopping that thought, right? It's letting that thought go and bringing our attention back to what we're doing. The, every time we do that, right, every physical time the mind wanders, we realize it's wandered and we bring it back, we're building a little strength and we're building a little ability to let go, right? And so that's how you can practice this. If you have any questions about this, I want you to get in touch with me, okay? Because it's super simple. As I say, not necessarily easy, but it's super simple. And if you do this day after, you know, if you, if you commit and set the intention to do this, you know, every day for a couple of weeks, you're going to start building the ability. And once you start building the ability, you're going to be like, 
whoa, I can do this? <laughs> and now you're gonna practice it more. And, and you practice it more, you build more ability. You feel more ability, you practice it more. And it becomes a virtuous cycle. And within a couple of months, you're gonna build a skill. And a skill that's so strong that it becomes habit, right? It becomes automatic for you. And this becomes the new way in which you approach your life. And that's when you can start really letting go of the big stuff right like the, the this stuff of the you know you know transgenerational uh patterns you can start noticing those and letting them go and that's when the good stuff starts to really happen so if you'd like help figuring any of this out if you if something you know if you have some kind of question about what i've said or you need help kind of figure out how to do this get in touch with me okay it's the best advice i can give you get in touch with me let me help you figure it out okay it won't take long I promise you, and I promise you I'm very supportive about it, and I would love to be supportive for you. All right, everybody, thanks for listening. I wish you well, and I'll be back again tomorrow to talk about some more good stuff. I hope you all have a great day. I hope you're able to accept the things as they are and to let go of the things that you cling to. All right, everybody, thanks a lot. Take care.